Howdy, pilgrims. Welcome back to Venture Pill. We are pumped to get into this week's dose. So freaking pumped. <laughs> First, we're going to break down Candy Tech, an Israeli software company that helps businesses hire candidates more efficiently through simulation-based assessments. Hot off some momentum from their $9 million seed round. All right, stay with us for a discussion on Magic Spoon, a fast-growing cereal brand twisting sugary childhood classics into healthy, high-protein favorites. They've just announced an $85 million Series B to expand into retail at a store near you. Right, first it was Lucky Charms, now it's Magic Spoon. <laughs> yeah. Lastly, we'll wrap up this week's dose with a breakdown of Zap Energy, powered by a massive $160 million Series C. The company is working on a game-changing nuclear fusion reactor amidst today's energy crisis. Zap, zap! <laughs> <laughs> An absolutely electric episode coming up. Let's get right into it. Let's do it. You see here, kid? You gotta just go for it. Don't think about what comes after or what came before. You just gotta bend your knees, take a deep breath, and jump. This is Venture Pill with your hosts, Brandon and Sam. We're here to prescribe you your weekly dose of startups and venture capital to keep you informed in the evolving world of venture. Okay, first story we're going to cover in our 23rd dose, our MJ dose, actually. The goat. The goat. The goat. Uh, this is, MJ is the Venture Pill's goat. Let that be set in stone. <laughs> but we're going to start today's episode with Canditech, an Israeli startup that just raised a $9 million seed round from Insight Partners and Stage One Ventures. So Canditech is helping companies assess job candidates with greater accuracy by, leverage, by leveraging its innovative online job simulation platform. There are three key components to the solution offered by Canditech. One of them being promoting unbiased hiring. So each candidate has a fair chance to demonstrate their abilities and their merit for the job, which ideally is how most job interviews should go. But I think we can all agree that's not always necessarily how it does go. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, no more bad hires. So research suggests that job simulations are the most effective method for predicting future job performance, which helps minimize the probability of Poor hiring decisions helps keep turnover to a low and also minimizes all of the costs associated yeah. with that process. Yeah. And lastly, all of that comes with a great experience for the candidate. So candidates can take the test anytime, anywhere, and have the opportunity to showcase their skills and also get a taste for the job and maybe get a feel early on if the position is something that they're even interested in. Right. Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense from both sides of it. And it really is a win-win for the candidate as well as the company, hopefully identifying a better fit for both for both parties. Because uh, the last thing that companies want to do, and, and honestly for candidates, the last thing that they want to do is get hired to a company, realize it's not a good fit, their skills don't quite align, or the culture, you know, whatever it may be. So the better they can field candidates from from the start, it's going to reduce costs down the line. We're going to highlight some stats on how Canditech uh, really provides a great return on investment for their customers. Right. Um, and I'd like to add really quick that I think Canditech comes at a great time as we've been talking about the great resignation for a couple months now. 
And obviously, companies are doing whatever they can to attract or to creatively attract talent. But I think it's important for them to also have something like Canditech to make sure that they're attracting talent that is actually a good fit, both in terms of skills and culture with their company. Yeah, well, you're right. There, I think the way to put it is there, there's attracting talent and then there's evaluating talent. Right. And I think the evaluating talent, there's not as much, quite as much innovation on that side of things. So Canditech is maybe filling a, you know, uh, filling a void there. So what it does is it allows hiring managers to tailor simulations to specific roles and spend valuable time on the candidates who have the highest chance of excelling in that role. So think like experience day-to-day work scenarios like writing code, analyzing data, writing emails to clients. This is really for a full suite of different types of positions from sales to engineers to customer service, what, what have you. Um, on the candidate side, they really have the opportunity to sample the positions at an early stage in the proce- process, which significantly reduces the chances for poor hiring decisions and turnover. Right. It, it saves time on both sides of the candle here. It's um, like speed dating. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I like how you can, like you just mentioned, you can tailor these simulations to all of these specific functions within a company. So the HR or hiring managers can use this platform, as you said, for engineers to marketing to uh, sales and everything in between. Yeah. And they're not looking to replace the job interview. They make that very clear. Face-to-face interaction is still king, still, still the best way to get a feel for a candidate. But since you can't interview every candidate, and especially in today's day and age where remote work is so prominent and people are working from all over the country and the, the, the globe, So being that you can't interview every candidate, companies traditionally have to rely on resumes, which realistically only show a small part of the picture. Yeah, and with Canditech, hiring managers can see beyond resumes and beyond the typical, maybe it's a Zoom interview where you can't really get a true gauge for how they're going to do at the job. And it allows them to get beyond that, letting them showcase their job-related skills um, so that you can get a full full review on a candidate, one from their culture, which you could probably gather in an interview and references uh, and their fit within within the company. But for job-specific skills, there truly isn't a better way to do it than a simulation, as opposed to, of course, hiring them on and seeing how they do, which could be expensive. And so I think that's the whole idea here. It, it shows really in those stati- statistics that we wanted to mention that that really makes hiring managers love Canditech. And that is a 250% return on investment and driven by a 50% decrease in time to hire as well as 80% decrease in interview hours. So there's a lot of time spent, a lot of time wasted and money, of course, uh, in the hiring process. And when you have a lot of turnover, when you have bad fits at a company, that's costs that you know are probably not even trackable as well. Right. And I think that that's the key calling card for Canditech is just the efficiency and the cost saving nature of the platform. And just to circle back, I think after a candidate goes through the Canditech job simulation, then you would have a real face to face interview once they. So it's kind of a way of vetting candidates. And once someone passes the job simulation, then you can have a more meaningful interview with those candidates that you already know have a high chance of excelling in the role and a lot of interest in the company. 
So helping, helping companies hire the cream of the crop, and they've actually already got some notable clients, including EY, Monday.com, and Fiverr. And all of these companies have given rave reviews that you can see on the CandaTech website, um, which again, is just testament to how useful and efficient the platform is. Yeah. And if we, if we had to wrap this up, I would say like connecting this back to VC and to the startup world more broadly, hiring is probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest challenges in growing a successful company in talent. 100%. There's talent out there. It's recruiting it. It's vetting it. And this vetting portion to be more efficient at that is really a game changer in growing a business. So I'm sure, yeah, a lot of startups will be leveraging Canditech or, or software like it uh, very soon if they aren't already. All right, uh, next company for today is Magic Spoon. They recently announced their $85 million Series B, which was led by High Post Capital, joined by a who's who of celebrity angel investors. Let's list them out here. Why don't we? Um, Shakira. Russell Westbrook. Halsey. Of course, the Chainsmokers. The Chainsmokers. <laughs> uh, Nick Jonas. Amy Schumer. Odell Beckham Jr., and Nas. So really something for the whole family here yeah. uh, in terms of celebrity angel investors. And so Magic Spoon is reimagining cereal, taking childhood favorites and making them much healthier. And when I think of cereal, it's, it's pure nostalgia, probably also mostly sugar, yeah. but certainly a childhood favorite for me. And what Magic Spoon is doing is creating a cereal that is high in protein, uh, up to 13 or 14 grams. Additionally, it's low carb, keto-friendly, no added sugar or artificial flavors, and it's even gluten-free. Yeah, I mean, that checks all the boxes. Uh, I'm personally dairy-free. I hope that there's no dairy in there, but uh, that's that's a bias for another time. <laughs> um, but yeah, they basically thought to themselves, hey, you know, why, why, I think I saw it on the website, like, why do we grow up but our, cereal, our favorite cereals didn't? And basically, so they, they took a lot of the favorites, like maybe like a Lucky Charms or, you know, uh, Frosted Flakes, Cocoa Puffs or whatever, and just made healthy versions with, with actual nutrients in them. Um, you even think of like a healthy cereal brand, like a healthy in air quotations for the listeners out there, like Kashi, mm -hmm. you know, like typically way more healthy than the, the all sugar cereals. But you look at the comparison that they have on their website and they even put Kashi to, to shame with, right. with, their, with their health stats. Yeah, I know for me, my you know, hallmark healthy cereal, again in air quotes, was Special K, um, which similarly to Kashi, like compared to Lucky Charms and Captain Crunch, certainly significantly less sugar. But still, when you look at it you know, at face value, I, I don't know that I would quite call it healthy. No, <laughs> no, but I think, I think you could legitimately call uh, Magic Spoon healthy. And, and they have grown beyond just cereals and they've grown beyond their original few uh, types of cereal. They have like breakfast bars and things like that. And key thing to note here is they've been all strictly direct to consumer via their website uh, until now. So part of this Series B and this launch is an expansion into retail, into brick and mortar locations. They're starting with Target so you'll soon be able to see the Magic Spoons amongst your favorite cereals there in the cereal aisle very soon. Right. I, not a moment too soon. I'm, I'm truly curious about Magic Spoon because yeah. cereal feels like something I had to kind of sacrifice as I try to transition into a 
healthier, more sustainable diet. <laughs> yeah. So if Magic Spoon can help, you know, rekindle the the love there and and be a healthy alternative, but also give me my cereal fix, I'm going to be a lifelong customer. I'm all about it. And you join the million plus people that have been a customer, and they've only launched or they've only been around since 2019. So just a few years old, growing quickly. I mean, their branding is great. You look at their website. I know you said you'd heard of them from like Instagram ads and stuff. Yeah, it feels like once every couple of days I'm seeing an ad for Magic Spoon. And I'm sure as I'm saying this, I'm going to see another one right after yeah, this Yeah, they're episode. listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think Apple is actually a pilgrim. They're, Apple they're is listening. definitely a pilgrim and Microsoft for that matter. <laughs> um, yeah, so it'll be really exciting to see them transition from a D2C brand and into the stores. It's a whole different game. If you've ever watched Shark Tank, they'll always tell you like retail is a whole different battle. Mm -hmm. You need my expertise. I'm Mr. <laughs> Wonderful. I've got the connections. Hopefully they got some of those connections. Obviously they're in, getting into Target, but it is a whole different ball game, different margins, uh, you know, a slew of different things. But 100%. And for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm joking. I'm in on Magic Spoon, and I am rooting for them and excited to see their battle with the top dogs like Kellogg and Kashi and General Mills and yeah. all the classics that we see in that very crowded uh, grocery store cereal aisle. Yeah, so they'll be sitting right next to the to the big dogs. Hopefully they... And I think if they want to take their... Like, if they want to take this next step, they've raised a giant amount, $85 million. They want to compete with the big players. This is what they're going to have to do. Uh, so they built the fan base, and now they're taking it to the big leagues. Right, and also hopefully this inspires some change for the entire cereal industry. Like if Big Spoon starts taking a little bit of the market share. Big Spoon, <laughs> big cereal. <laughs> if Magic Spoon starts taking a large, uh, a large chunk of the cereal market, then some of these traditional sugary cereals like Lucky Charms and the, the empires of Kellogg's will start having to make their own healthy alternative. And, you know, hopefully that just makes the cereal aisle more right. more flush with healthy options. Yep, that's venture capital for you. That's that's innovation, startups, innovating in the cereal world. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Cereal entrepreneurs. Yeah. <laughs> how, did we not, how did we not do that already? Um, last thing about Magic Spoon, one stat that Sam and I just couldn't really wrap our minds around was that on average... Americans have 100 bowls of cereal per year. And that, of course, includes outliers in both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. So people that don't eat cereal at all yeah. and people that eat several bowls of cereal every day. Yeah, I, I usually have one every meal. <laughs> no you're you're on the upper you're on the upper outlier side of things here i think i'm below the 100 bowls of cereal per year mark yeah sadly. but maybe once you get some magic spoon going you get a little magic in your morning exactly but but that stat just highlights how prominent cereal is within you know i guess in america but also worldwide i mean people are eating cereal it's just an easy go-to breakfast food oh yeah oh yeah from cereal to nuclear energy, here, here we go, a classic venture pill transition. Perfect transition. Our final story of this week's dose is talking about Zap Energy, which just closed on an oversubscribed $160 million Series C led by lower, carber, lower carbon capital with participation from Breakthrough Energy Ventures, Shell Ventures, and other strategic energy-related investors. And this Series C comes on the heels of Zap Energy's successful test of a prototype fusion reactor. 
Um, so a little bit of a, some context here. The energy crisis is forcing us to think about new ways of providing energy as more energy is being consumed than ever before and demand is constantly growing. Yeah. And so Zap Energy is addressing this issue by building a cheap, compact, and scalable nuclear fusion reactor. And this reactor has legitimate potential to one day become commercially viable. Yeah, so this is game-changing technology which confines and compresses plasmas without the typical costly and complex magnetic coils that other startups uh, researchers are relying on. Uh, this differentiates them from the dozens of others look, looking to solve the energy crisis and help us move away from fossil fuels. Um, yeah, and to, to dig into the science a little bit more here, again, it's Sam and I, we're, you know, we're, we're trying our best here. I think this one's for uh, all the physicists out there. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure my dad is going to love this one. But today's nuclear power plants are based on nuclear fission, which captures the energy released by splitting atoms. And so in addition to generating intense heat, this process also creates radioactive waste that remains radioactive and undisposable for centuries. Now, alternatively, nuclear fusion replicates the process that occurs inside the sun, where gravitational forces fuse hydrogen atoms into helium. I feel like we're taking a blast of the past here back <laughs> to uh, Professor Finkelstein's uh, astronomy class. <laughs> what a class. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this is some Bill Nye level, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson type yeah. of stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, but so this type of nuclear fusion power plant would produce more electricity and not have the long lasting radioactive byproducts of nuclear fission. Right. And many competitors in the nuclear fusion space use powerful magnets or bursts of laser lights to compress a plasma, whereas ZAP is taking a different approach. They're relying on a shaped plasma gas, which is an energized cloud of particles, often described as a fourth state of matter, super cool, that's compressed by a magnetic field generated by an electrical current. A lot of words there. A lot of words. But that's, that's incredible. It's making sense in my head. <laughs> super cool. Uh, you know, obviously, they've got some great investors on there uh, who have worked in renewable energy space and, and general climate change space. And it was a massive round and it was oversubscribed, which, you know, indicates some of the promising potential that Zap Energy is demonstrating here. Um, a little bit more on the promising future and potential. If this system works, Zap, re Zap researchers say it will be orders of magnitude cheaper than competitors in the nuclear fusion space, since there's no need for expensive magnets or high-powered lasers. Also, Zap hopes to mass manufacture these nuclear reactors to the point where they'll be small enough to fit inside a garage. Wow. And these modular devices could be deployed to provide power to small communities or combined to provide energy to entire cities. Wow, that's a big vision there. And it comes back to the traditional idea behind venture capital is that you invest a lot of money in something that's potentially high risk, high reward, but this fits right into that where it's gonna require a lot of capital, a lot of research, a lot of testing in, in months and years of time to, I imagine, get to a point where they can, first of all, see if that's even possible, uh, which, is a, which is crazy to think about, these modular devices that you can have in your home, in your garage, that could power your whole home a lot more efficiently and a lot more cost-effectively. I think that's a great vision for the future, but it's such a 
it's such a big jump. And I think it will require a lot of things to go their way. But that's the nature of venture capital, right? That is exactly the nature of venture capital. And as you just mentioned, there, there, we, while researching a little bit more on Zap Energy, I definitely came across some naysayers, some former professors that essentially said people have been trying to do this since the 1950s, and it's kind of a fad that keeps reoccurring. But, you know, you imagine the technology has evolved since the 1950s. Mm-hmm. And on top of being, on top of being a efficient and cost-effective method for energy, I think one of the biggest impacts here is that it'll help us reduce our fossil fuel emissions and all of our energy-related qualms. Yeah, so again, another mission-based company here. Uh, it's always fun to cover a company in, in the climate change space, helping our planet. And the energy crisis is one of the biggest challenges we as a human race are facing today. And it's cool to see venture dollars go towards that and hopefully make a big difference. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that wraps up this week's dose. Again, we appreciate all you pilgrims out there tuning in and sharing the show. Uh, it really means a lot to us. We had fun with this one. Yeah, hope you enjoyed this week's dose. Covered everything from an efficient hiring platform to a new take on cereal, all the way to nuclear fusion. Yeah, and you know, I hope to live in a de- I, l- I hope to live in a world one day where I can have a mini nuclear fusion reactor right in my garage, and then walk out of your garage and have a big old cereal protein packed magic spoon. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Only on the pill can you have those two companies in one episode. You can't get this anywhere else, folks. You just can't. You just can't. And, uh, you know, that's, that's why we love the pill. And uh, thank you all for listening. And we will catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flippity flip. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam. I'm Brandon. And this is Venture Pill. Join us next week for another dose of startups and venture capital. And as always, we appreciate our pilgrims spreading the word about the show. Share with your friends and help someone else make the pilgrimage. Signing off. She told me that she only bumps my music when she's lonely. Thinks my vibe's a little low-key, okie-dokie. That's all right, but wait, I don't know how to do things. <laughs> What if we did that for one of them? (laughs) I was just singing it. (laughs) You see here, kid, sometimes you just got to go for it. Just bend your knees and go for it. Take a deep breath and jump. (laughs)